Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Bees Tactical Podcast, where we try to get under the bonnet of all things tactical and statistical at Brentford. I'm David Anderson, your host for today, and for the final time before the big Brentford Friday night under the lights Premier League curtain raiser, I'm delighted to be joined by my good friend Jonathan Hope. Jonathan, how are you and thank you for joining us. Oh, mate, thank you for having me back on. I'm, uh, I'm buzzing to be back and I'm absolutely buzzing for Friday. Yeah, me too, Jonathan, me too. I can't, it's, it's just still so weird, like we're going to be starting a Premier League campaign. Can you quite believe it or are you, has it, has it reality yet? No, it hasn't sunk in at all. Um, you know, it's just, it just feels weird, you know, the fact that we're playing Arsenal opening day of the, of the season and, um, you know, I'm used to, you know, Yakrington Stanleys and Morecambe's, you know, that's what I got brought up on. So this is a completely uh, different kettle of fish for me. So I'm absolutely excited. I can't wait. Just got to enjoy the occasion, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, I think enjoy it's a, it's a big thing. I reckon throughout the season, we're going to be scrutinising stuff. We're going to be saying things could be better and mm-hmm. this has been brilliant. But we'll be enjoying this um, completely, like every minute of it. Um, but yeah, but how are things with you, mate? How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Um, it's been a um, weird, odd month for me. So um, literally after the playoff final, um, I, I left Chelsea. So um, I've uh, kind of been unemployed since the 31st of May. But um really happy to be helping out with the Fulham ladies actually recently. So that's been really good uh, in the same capacity as a performance analysis. And um, yeah, still looking out for new opportunities. But with... Um, Every grey cloud comes a silver lining. The, the fact that, you know, I've got my weekends free at the moment, so I get to go watch Brentford. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not all bad. It's not all bad at the moment. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, if anyone isn't aware, Jonathan's um, a performance analysis uh, analyst and, um, <laughs> yeah, a talented one at that, looking to move up the ranks. And um, if anyone's looking for one, uh, yeah, you'd be... Um, you'd be a fool to skip past this one. But, yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> plug you more as the... As the as the chat goes on, mate. But yeah, talented. And um, yeah, Fulham ladies are lucky at the moment to have you on board. No, cheers, mate. Thank you. Okay, so yeah, just a brief outline for this then. Um, it's going to attempt to just wrap up everything. I think um, the summer the summer recruitment podcasts, um, uh, a bit of pre-season, chuck in a bit of Arsenal, uh, just, um, 
Just to wrap it all up before that big Friday night, um, that big Friday night match. Um, are you ready to go into it? Absolutely, mate. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so yeah, pre-season. Gosh, so I was just thinking about this. I reckon, um, like the finer details to Thomas and the analysts and whatever, they'll be thinking things like, "What could we have done better here?" or or what could we improve here or improve here or it took us too long to get back into shape like the, the small details of pre-season and but to us looking at it I mean I thought it was absolutely brilliant what, what did you think yeah no I couldn't I couldn't agree more I think if I was putting uh, myself in a coach position certainly in Thomas Frank's position and the Brentford uh, in total you know they've probably never had a pre-season like this for well ever because we've had internationals go away to the Euros you know previous seasons we've never had that so it's kind of, we've kind of been trickling players back and I think you could see the noticeable difference you know very early on it's very much fitness based you know it's pretty much you know getting that sharpness back and then I think since the Man United game things have slowly slowly started to build up we can start to see things starting to slowly take shape um, and it's been brilliant I mean results really help as well I mean you know one loss you know out of how many it is isn't a bad bad uh, bad result and so yeah I think a lot of positives more than negatives absolutely yeah yeah I think you're right about that crescendo as well when they first got back it felt like um there was a little bit of it, it took them a while to get going didn't it you felt like it was still a bit of a lag um but the, the the format of the matches and then the quality and then the different types of challenges and then the quality we were facing as it went on and finishing off with Valencia um on the weekend it's really felt like we've got better and we've got more match fit and sharper and more players are back and the squad's got fuller and um yeah it's just been a really good pre-season um quick recap of the games and um, we started, started off with i won't go through all of them but i'll just look at a couple of them it was afc wimbledon and boreham wood um there was a little behind closed doors win against um watford um the big one against man united that felt big and that was a 2-2 draw um yeah, a bit different to the other games where we weren't so dominant, but a very transitional game. Um, Man United are just such a free-flowing open team, but gave us chances as well. So it was really, um, really good to play them. Um, West Ham was a bit more of the opposite, a bit more cagier affair where we played a team who we were happy to sit a bit deeper. And we come out of a loss in that match when I, I think we actually defended and played really well. It took Ben Rama, uh, a new <laughs> player I've not heard of before, but um, <laughs> to curl one into the top corner and... Um, yeah, probably a little bit unlucky in that, and that might be a story of the Premier League: how tight those games are, not giving too much away, and then just getting pipped or us pipping another team. And then, yeah, finishing off with a, with a quality two-one win against Valencia. Um, lots of different teams, lots of different styles. Um, the KG match, the the sort of short passing of Valencia, and then us just overpowering them in areas. It was it was a brilliant preseason, I think. Real good test. Um, yeah, anything stand out for you? Um... I think I, I, I was I, I managed to watch um, a vast majority, um, and yeah, I think the first two games again was more just getting up to speed. Um, Boringwood was a heck of a lot better, um, just in terms you know a lot less touches, a little bit more sharper. Good going forward, and then you know that was good to see the likes of Thompson, uh, Baptiste, Hagarth come you know start to show a little bit of quality, um, and certainly against a side that was probably defending quite deep. Um, the Manchester United game um, was a really interesting one from my perspective because it was, even though that Manchester United team was probably nowhere near full strength, it was a case of they're expected to have a heck of a lot more ball, uh, of the ball than us and how are we going to defend the, in between the lines. And it, the, For me, the first 20 minutes actually was, you know, um, 
quite a bit of an eye opener because I actually thought once they scored, um, well before they scored and just before Baptiste scored, I thought it was it was a bit of um, it was a one way show and they absolutely battered us in possession. Um, and this is the likes, you know, you know, nowhere near their first team squad. But you know, it was nice to see that you know once we did manage to score, albeit you know a great great effort we started to grow into it actually trusted in our ability a little bit more you know we would come to ball for uh, to, to feed to receive it and taking a lot less touches so that was that was good that we started to grow into that and I think that has been the pinnacle to kind of carry on and start to give us a little bit more belief going into the the West Ham and Valencia game so yeah really really positive from my perspective um, and I, I, yeah I think it's going to put us in good stead for Friday yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Just echoing that on that Man United start, that was um, that was electric from them, wasn't it? And it was, you're right, it was like a second, almost third string um, with Elanga up front. But <clears throat> yeah, that that first period was scary, and I think that was um, a bit of a wake up call. A big stadium, just us getting into our shape and just not really getting a foot in, and just probably being a little bit too passive. Um, uh, but yes, yeah, and outstanding goals as well, wasn't there? I was just one of my notes from that. I remember like a headed clearance from the edge of the box. Like if you're heading it, get it high, get it far. It just dips to Pereira, and he's just like rocketing oh. it into the top corner. It's like you're, you're stepping a up a level. It was unbelievable, wasn't it? I mean, Pereira's a funny player. He always gets wheeled out for Man United preseason friendlies and then gets like yeah. shipped out. But he's yeah. that's the sort of like periphery talent you're talking about now in these in these teams, isn't it? It's 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 a big step up. Um, but yeah, West Ham as well. I, I thought that was that was interesting as well because it was like <clears throat> it, we're we're probably looking at West Ham and like those teams outside that sixth and down as as a benchmark or where we want to be. And that that was a tight game, wasn't it? It wasn't it wasn't them overpowering us. I think Antonio got in a couple of times one on one, which would have probably scared us a little bit. But that's that's what they're looking for, isn't it? Hit you on the break and suck you in. And then um, <clears throat> it took a really good goal to, to beat us. And yeah, Valencia, wasn't it? It was, it was a real tactical affair where I, I think we looked strong. Um, and yeah, they, they couldn't deal with us from a corner. Um, our switches of play were really good. And we got, we got to see Ayer as well from the from the start for 75 minutes. So uh, yeah, what, what do you think we've learned? Do you think we've learned anything from these games? I, th- I think you're absolutely spot on in regards to the Ben Rama situation. I think, it's, I think a lot of it's cagey, um, you know, try not to give as many opportunities away, but you know there are going to be elements of some standout quality that is just going to hit you, and one mistake will cost you in this division, as to oppose maybe the championship will, um, and that's something that we perhaps just need to be a little bit aware of. Maybe it's a good thing that's happened to us in pre-season. You know, go that would have been what Frank would have said. You know, look, one mistake in the whole game, we control the game, but you're going to have players like you know, you know, arguably probably better players than Ben Rahm that are going to come up and. You know, punishes. So, um, yeah, going back to the West Ham game, I think you can see, like, for me, even though where West Ham finished it, and that West Ham team, okay, they're missing Declan Rice and Suchek in midfield, but apart from that, I thought it was more or less their full strength. And I thought we technically on the ball were a better side, but it was that Premier League nounce that they probably was the reason they won the game. They defended so solidly, they, they were strong. They won this. They 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 looked to win them second balls, and then you know they will. They knew that when we pushed on to them in an attacking sense, they had to hit us on the transition. That's what Antonio did. So yeah, that's that's what we learned from that. And then the Valencia game again. You know, probably more of a stronger side for us. Probably more of a the the closer to eleven that we're probably going to look on Friday. But um, again, I thought 
you know, that was they were probably a little bit more of a technical side to Valencia. And I like the way that we got into our mid to low block, tried to narrow um, them chances to try and play into their number 10. And yeah, I thought they played into their centre forward, but I thought we played really, really well, as you said. And um, yeah, as the game opened up, we punished them, which is really, really good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, agree, agree. I, I think um, I think seeing our shapes as well across the games was quite interesting. Um, it wasn't, I think as the latter couple of games came, we saw a bit more of the 3-5-2, 3-4-1-2, moving away from that. It was Man United we played that 4-3-3, didn't it? It was a bit more of an open game. Um, I think as as it went on towards the end of these couple of games, I think we saw that probably that that five that five three two is what we're mm-hmm. I'd say we're gonna look at that as our as our starting shape yeah. for Arsenal. I think but the way it the way they started the games and then with Aya coming in, the solidity of it and then the tightness against West Ham. I think we let a little bit of our cards on the table there to show what we thought was our was our main shape. Maybe not the personnel but probably the shape we're gonna go with, which um amongst just all the, the new players and how many players we seem to have now, I think that's what we kinda of learn. I think the favoured Shape will be three defenders, Raya, um, and then one just sitting in front and just getting that four, mm-hmm. and then the wing back supporting. Um, but yeah, we we've just got we've just got such a big squad now, haven't we? The midfield is insane. It's there's so many midfielders. <laughs> um, the squad depth. I think previously, I don't know substitutions for us probably felt like we were weakening the team a little bit. I don't think we have. A, I'm not sure. I, I'm probably being a bit harsh there but now I don't think there's any sense of that I think you, you're making subs for this team and it's like you're bringing on a player mm-hmm. that can that can change the game and add something and actually yeah. take us back onto another level or, or maintain us or bring something big with um, the players we've got back from fitness but um, yeah yeah definitely learned a couple of things there didn't we um, how do you think debutants did like the new players or or other returning players fair did anyone stand out for you um, so I think the, fir- the the first mention has to go for Shandon Baptiste because he has essentially felt like a new signing. You know, um, when he first signed, we were up at the top of the league, so obviously his chances were a little bit limited, and we didn't get to perhaps see him as much as we would have liked. And then taking into next season, which I personally was very very excited to see him play, so I felt like him and De Silva um, rotating. You know, one perhaps starting one on. I felt like with their ball carrying skills, I felt like. It was going to be really exciting, and we were going to uh, sadly got an injury that was a bit of a mystery. We didn't really hear what what really went on, um, but he's been. I think he's just been the sharpest in preseason, along with Fatali Yanout. Personally, I think Yanout's been absolutely outstanding, um, especially in the last two home games and at Manchester United. Um, but Baptiste is ball carrying um, what we would have seen at Oxford. What the the, the, the scouts would have seen he's brought that into this pre-season and I think if anything maybe that may have you know changed their sort of thinking maybe going forward you know because you know would they have uh, you hear rumblings about other players potentially coming into that that sort of ball carry midfielding role because of the Silva obviously out and I know Onyeka's going to the African Cup of Nations in January so maybe they were looking at other alternatives but I, th- I think Baptiste might have given them a bit more f- food for thought and if anything, I was looking at after the West Ham game and go, is he a bit of an outsider to start that game against Arsenal? Just because how well he played. But um, yeah, so uh, to answer your question, yeah, Baptiste has definitely been the, out, uh, the standout for me. And uh, and Janelle, obviously our current player. But um, yeah, I, I think with Onyeka, we've seen a little bit, probably a bit more of him. Um, 
really impressive. Like, wow, what you can tell he's going to be a player and half. You know, he's going to be that ball. He's almost like our Kante in midfield, if anything. You know, he's just going to he's going to be there. You know, he's going to be on their first touch. Probably going to pick up a few bookings. That's probably what I've come to know as well. You know, he's definitely he's definitely uh, going to start. Um, yeah, throwing his fit, uh, studs in somewhere, but uh, and I, I know I, that was probably the first seventy-five minutes I saw of him, and he looked really composed. You know, you're going to see him going forward, almost like in that right back position as well after time, because you know that rotation of Janssen kind of moving to that right hand side, Norgard dropping in, and I was more, was playing like a right back half the time on Saturday. So yeah, exciting, exciting times, and I think it's really shrewd business so far what they've what they've managed to conjure up. So yeah, really good. Yeah, we look strong, don't we? I think um, I, I like the ones coming back in. Bang on about Baptiste. Yeah, it's it's just the cliche, isn't it? But it looks like a brand new signing. Um, energetic, just strong on the ball. Great shot on him. Lots he can, there's not really much he can't do. He's he's just got everything, hasn't he? And he, yeah, I remember a few years ago chatting with a few friends and um, it, yeah, not the top twenty boys as well. Just thinking about this, if the, if he just keeps going, you can see him pushing England like that sort of level. He's He's got everything there. So, um, yeah, really exciting to watch him this year. And, um, yeah, Yanelt's been great as well. Um, I kept telling Jake uh, Jake Newman about him last year. And he was like, oh, I'm not sure about Yanelt. A bit square on the ball. Like, I'm not sure. But I was <laughs> always thinking um, he's the one we've got to watch out for. His development's just been rapid. And I think it's going to be hard to keep him out of the side. Um, yeah, yeah, But absolutely. Yeah, the, the uh, one that... Go on, sorry, mate. No, no, no. I was just going to say, no. I can, I can see that because I, I was actually quite interested to see how Norgard and Yanout kind of fit into that team together, uh, more on an offensive sort of page. Um, and I actually think when Yanout goes a little bit further forward, I think you take away his game a little bit personally. Because so I quite like him in that, you know, holding midfield role, kind of stay there, sweep. It. Um, so it's really interesting to see how that that partnership kind of develops because I think you need them there I think it's just generally like in a defensive situation you have got Lampard and the Gerrard there in a defensive <laughs> sense and I think you just need to get them working a little bit um, so yeah I'm really excited to see them to blossom mm. in that in that role and yeah big on Yekka he's going to be a fan's favourite isn't he um, yeah he's a, he's a wiry guy just strong as anything bang on with like um that sort of Kante pressing, like anywhere the ball is, you, he's not too yeah. far behind, um, can cover every every area of the pitch. Um, and yeah, he, he's he's going to get a few tackles in. I think he um, he was a bit naughty on the weekend. There's one up the byline, uh, up at the touchline, wasn't there? And he just slid right yeah. in. Yeah. Luckily, yeah. the players made it nice for him and just skipped away with the ball because he was quite proud that he'd gone. But yeah, I think you've got to be wary of those. But he went in full steam ahead then, doesn't he? But we, we need that. We're not going to have the ball as much. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that connection, that watching the ball and yeah. just winning it back, holding off a couple of players will buy us valuable time and get us up the pitch. So, yeah, can't Absolutely. wait to see him in the Premier League. I think he's going to give a few people a few rockets. <laughs> rockets yeah. from the tank, Frank. <laughs> but yeah, really, I'm really excited. It's... Um, yeah, it can't come soon enough. Um, Aya's another one that's interesting as well. There's loads of chat about him. I actually did a little video for um, Beast Tactical. I did a little analysis on him and just looking at some of his Celtic stuff. And he's just a really unusual player. And <clears throat> like with his size as well, yeah, it's just bizarre that you can do what he does on this with his feet, like with the ball. Um, on the ball, he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be sensational. I think he's going to cause a few problems. And he pressed really high, didn't he, on this on this game? Um, oh, yeah. Got caught out behind, though, for the goal against Valencia, which is probably what a lot of teams would have seen and know about him already. But as he got forward, him and Canos, a little bit of miscommunication and that ball got pinged over and they both were looking at each other. And Yeah, it was, it was, it was tight, but 
the goal that Valencia scored is still fresh in my mind. So I'll probably chat about it a little bit, but just cutting in one touch and Janssen got a bit squared up, didn't he? And he looked a bit stiff in that centre yeah. position, couldn't move quickly enough. And it was such a heavy touch as well. And you're thinking someone's got to get this. And yeah. and it was it was a lucky finish. But <clears throat> I think that's what we have to watch out for, even with a back five, that those two, they're both Canos and um, Ayer, obviously forward-thinking players first. They're, they're, mm. the, the worry is what's behind them and getting them squared up in 1v1 and that space behind so yeah we've got to be wary about that but offensively and if they sit deep and we're, we're comfortable and moving forward we should be good but yeah really really exciting to see those two as well um others that came back that kind of felt a bit like um new players and might i might have a little bit to, to play in this game in this um season sorry is um Halil Devasoglu and Joel Valencia I don't know what Valencia is going to do I'm not I'm not sure um He's got much really to give personally. I, I think um, there's a little bit of a, there's a there's a quality deficit there and a, probably a size and power deficit as well. But we don't know. But Charlie Good as well, like player that spent a lot of time injured. Those three might um, might just sit around the edges of the squads. We, we, we'll have to wait and see when that cutoff comes for players going out. But what do you think about Charlie Good and, uh, and a and a fresh preseason and full fitness and a um, bit more bit better shape about his body? And does he interest you at all? Yeah. Um... The the one thing that I was worried about with Charlie Good personally was him, like what Aya is actually incredibly good at and what is, is, is actually bringing the ball up. I thought, you know, I think for me when Charlie gets the ball, there is that kind of lack of, um, maybe a lack of confidence perhaps, you know, kind of bringing trust in his own ability, kind of bringing that ball out from the uh, from the back and try and play through the thirds. And uh, But uh, we saw a little bit of a, uh, from Boreham Wood when he played with Pinnock at the back he, mm-hmm. he was actually playing them balls through into number 10 he was actually doing it very very well and I thought he defended quite well against West Ham actually uh, last week so I was actually re- relatively impressed alongside Sorensen so I think them two will be will be good backups going forward this year um, yeah it's, it was I think that's what he probably needed he wasn't fit last year so he probably needed that full season to a full um, pre-season to kind of get himself back up into the swing of things because um, I think he, there will be times where he probably get will be needed. So, yeah, absolutely. I think with all these players and the, the squads um, looking quite heavy now in a few areas, we look stock, don't we? I, I sent we were just having a quick, well, I had a quick look before we came on here. Um, <clears throat> covered in a few areas now where there were a few concerns. Midfield just looks um, we've got so much talent there, like ready to compete with any team in the Premier League. Are we? Um, are we more confused than ever when trying to pick our best team and starting 11s now? Is it is it almost impossible, or do you think we're do you think most people would get it right? It's well, I think it is a guessing game, but I think that's what Thomas Frank wants as well. I, I don't. I think when it comes to pre-season, I think we're all talking before the game on Saturday goes. I'd be very surprised if he goes out and plays his team that he's going to play against Arsenal. He doesn't want to show his cards. He doesn't want to show anyone what he wants to do. You know, you, you wouldn't even be surprised if he goes and plays 4-3-3 on Friday you know he's com- that co- complete deception because mm. that's what pre-season is you know I think if, if it was up to the club and I think if it was up to the head coach they would play the whole pre-season behind closed doors they don't <laughs> want to give anything away um, yeah. so um, but yeah I think it, it's, it's I just wouldn't be surprised to see any you know wild cards in there on Friday yeah it'd be it, it's going to be fascinating to see how he goes and um because you know we have a philosophy of we want to attack, but we've got to be sensible as well. You know, we go to gung ho, we will get caught this season. So it's going to be really interesting to find that balance. So yeah, it'd be it'd be, it'd be fascinating to see. Yeah, there's a few departures as well. I just wanted to get these in and um, just chat 
through these briefly. Um, <clears throat> whether we miss them, I think um, Dalsgaard's obviously gone to Mitiland. Marcondes uh, made his debut for Bournemouth on Friday and actually got the opening goal, I think, um, as well. Um, nice, typical Marcondes finish. First time placed in the bottom corner. Um, and Daniels as well. Like, looking at the squad, we don't miss these at all, do we? We've completely forgotten about them. It looks, or is there still a, is there still an answer about a question about, sorry, right back and Dalsgaard's sort of leadership positions? Are we okay there? Um, for me personally, no, we don't miss Marcondes. No, we don't miss Luke Daniels. Uh, no, no, we don't miss Henrik Dalsgaard. I do think we need another right back, uh, right wing back. Just that's from a personal point of view. Um, I think we could perhaps beef that situation up I think it's going to be a massive ask to put Ros left there um, for 40, for 38 games sorry but also then when we go Canos I'm just worried about that defensive other side of the defensive side so I I know there are names going about so I'd like to see some movement in there um, just in regards to Marcondes you know I think a lot of people were perhaps surprised about Marcondes after his you know the playoffs but you can completely see where we've gone in regards, you know, yes, Macondes is that would fit into this style of play of having them two number 10s behind Tony. But you can see that we need players that are going to work hard off the ball as well as on. And I think, you know, by having players like Frank Onyeka perhaps playing a little bit higher up, you know, you've got someone that's going to be quick on the transition, but also going to work hard to get in. And, you know, perhaps it just didn't make sense for these players to kind of sign uh, sign up. Um but yeah, that's just my personal opinion on it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I agree. Um, Marcondes, I mean, just with, with just with Baptiste coming back fit, you're kind of looking at Marcondes and thinking, right, I've got a younger, fitter, stronger player that can get up and down. Um, probably not as not quite as there as experience wise, but knows the leagues and knows English football better um maybe not quite good as technically in just some of the little dead ball situations but that could be covered by other teams so Baptiste covers that already and there's um there's another player that's coming as well which um we haven't really spoken about yet which which we will do a little bit and I'd like to hear definitely hear your views um Per Harris as well so he stepped in um Chelsea had a few youngsters um they've got some um good youth players there but there's one group of players that were sort of head and shoulders above the rest Lewis Bate, Per Harris and um, Livermento and they've all got big moves now um, Lewis Bate went to Leeds, uh, Livermento has gone to Southampton, it could have been the right back we, we were looking for and um, Per Harris has come to us um, Yeah, what? where do you see him fitting in? I mean he's also another one that's uh, just an outstanding player like size wise um, covers that role between to me looks like a, another one of those midfield eights but um yeah do you want to do you want to explore him a little bit yeah so Pert Harris is he's more your traditional number 10 uh he kind of likes to sit in between own pockets in between the midfield and the center forward loves to get into the box he'll he will be there in the box um always likes to play on the blind side of his his, his marker uh very cute very um yeah very cute player um will always look to come and show for that ball um, and yeah it kind of fits into that mould of that formation That so as soon as I saw that we signed Pert Harris I, it was straight away for me it was kind of okay yes I think it is going to be three at the back this season because when you've got someone like Pert Harris he, he's played predominantly what I've seen from the 18s from the last couple of years they were favouring that three, uh, four, three sort of formation of two number 10s and he's excelled in that very, very well. Um, and what he gives you is is someone that's 
going to just get into that box. He will be there. He's a goal scorer. Um, Frank Thomas Frank did say, you know, he does need to work on his defensive work. But he does when the ball goes past him. He does need to make sure they try and tucks in. Um, but he's a player that he's going to develop. And you know, the don't. It's just them Chelsea players that they're all dispersed. You know, even though they are young, you've only got to look at the teams that they're going to. They are Premier League players. You know, you only see you know Mardo Brozier today. I think the centre forward. I think he's just gone to Southampton. So they're they're developing Premier League footballers, um, and they will be nurtured, and they will. He will be a first team regular um, before long. Uh, it will take time for him to. It's, it's, it's to ask a lot from him at the moment. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't played first team football yet. But they are very. In, I like the way that we're going about that. Yet this is a player that we can develop, and nurture, and potentially be another massive player in the future that could go on. You know, have a really, really, really big career. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you think if we're thinking like two, three windows ahead, you're thinking who might we lose in the summer? Who's going next? Like Justice Silver, is he going to get a big move? Then the the the, the carousel rotates again. And then it's like, is um, is Baptiste going to get another move? And then Pert Harris, is it? Is he going to get more minutes? And then he's the one that's next on it. And you've got to think ahead of these things. But 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 yeah, Pert Harris is just. Um, he he looks like he's just sort of pushing on the first team already, which is scary to think about. And when we when we're looking at the depth of this midfield, and we, we might be, I mean, we are only a few injuries or um, a few issues away from him playing anyway. But that that size of such a young player, like he he's way too good for B team football. He's been outstanding in the Chelsea youth stuff. Um, he, he is a first team player, as you're saying. It's, it's you're just thinking like, where's he slotting in, and how does he does he make a claim for? for pushing in um, and that starting 11 and the, the edges of the team already like i think i saw earlier there's nine subs that's going to be on the named on the bench now um you're only going to be able to make three this year but nine nine's a lot of players um he, he it won't be long before he's getting minutes will it in premier league i'd say oh absolutely he, he will he will 
without doubt probably play his part at some point this season. Um, and what I like about him, and he's almost, I like to think it's almost got that Harry Kane Deli Ali sort of combination with him and Tony, because Tony loves to drop deep. You know, he will come and play in that midfield like the Harry Kane, whereas Pert Harris loves to go in behind. So you, straight away, you can see that combination working very, very well. And what I like about Pert Harris as well, he is, you know, if in front of goal, he's nine times out of ten. Yes, he's a young player, and he will get that. He will score a goal, and that's what we need. We need to realise that, you know, we're not going to have as many chances this season. Um, you know, when we do get that chance in front of goal, we need to score. And I think what they've been very clever is that they've seen this player. You know, when he does get in the box, you know, he, he's you know one touch, you know, he scores goals. So um, and he fits the system perfectly. Room for improvement, I think it's a, and you know, I don't know how much they pay for him, but it's probably a snippet when, you know, the the money that's going for is crazy amounts of money. We're just getting sensible business. Um, yeah, I'm excited by Miles playing for Brentford next season. Yeah, watching. So I haven't seen him as much as you. I've seen a few hours of him now. Um, he he is that. <clears throat> I think he's he's obviously physically dominant down in the in the youth football stuff, but. Um, Positionally, yeah, he he comes alive in the box, doesn't he? I think um, where we're going to do that three five two probably this year, and then Bermo's the one that runs off Tony. I, I could see him picking up that role and supporting up there. That would be quite interesting. He'd he'd probably like that, wouldn't he? More than one of the deeper ones where he he does have to be a little bit more disciplined. I think that would be naturally getting a bit more out of him now. I think if we if he was going to be one of the two eights in the four three three, for instance, I think we'd be he probably wouldn't be ready for that just yet. But it wouldn't be too long. Um, yeah, you, you definitely want him going forward and thinking forward first and just using some of that, that shooting ability and that, that separation in the box. But yeah, can't wait to, can't wait to see him play. I think he didn't get as much in pre-season as we'd have liked. I don't know whether that's um, fitness-wise or if it's um, him, just how many players we've got and how much we have to think about. Um, but yeah, definitely a standout and one that um, we're really excited about. Uh, another position that you, you sort of mentioned with Dalsgaard as well is the right-back. Um yeah, there's a few that are that are looking at this area and thinking we're we're weak here, and it probably is our our weakest area. Um, it might be an area that we think <clears throat> we probably think too much about, like how, how how good does your right back need to be? Like, does he does he need to be like sort of elite or world class, or is it okay? Is is that a position where you can have a slight a slight weakness of player? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I'm I don't know what I'm probably getting at there, but. We've got cover. We've got players that can play there, and I think we we probably underestimate how good Rose Lev is, and also what it would be to bring in a player at his level or better. And is that player there ready? Um, I think because Dalsgaard was so senior, and we're moving to Rose Lev, we, we we think there's a bit of a gap there, don't we? In our heads, we're like, well, should there be someone in between that, like that 24, 25 year old? Because I remember Jake and I we were looking at the scouting for that area, like some of the names we were looking at. Like we, you, you're looking around that 25 mark, 26, 24 players that have got a little bit of European experience like Daniel Munoz came up the one from Ghent um, he started like a train for Ghent again this season um, Christiansen at Salzburg um, looks like he signed another deal so he wasn't going to come there's there's a couple of others that were floating around and it, if it is an area that feels weak that that is it it's, it's that right back but again yeah I is coming in there and um, the way the formation works like the the asymmetry letting Rico attack one sit the right hand side sits and then if he's if the right's going forward, then the left sits a little bit. We, we're getting that flexibility. And with some of Ayer's talent, I mean, it might be that we, we don't notice it. But maybe a specialist right back um, would be would uh, make us all feel a little bit better and perfect off the squad or with a couple of other additions, make the squad perfect. But 
We can't have it all. But there's a, there's another player that left the Chelsea youngsters um, recently. He'd just gone to Southampton. It was um, Livramento. We um, we mentioned him briefly in, briefly in a few chats. Um, would you have liked to see him come in? I, I would have loved to see Livramento come to, uh, to Brentford. I must I must confess. But again, it's you know it's another 19 year old. It's another youngster. Are we then blocking the pathway for say your Stevens and Rosleff? But for me, with Livramento, he, he if you watch him play, he literally plays like a right winger. And I think it's an absolute still for um, Southampton. Uh, I think it's a brilliant sign for him. Um, he's, he's physically dominant. Um, I think he's defensively very, very good. And I think you'll see him on the cusp of, you know, I think once he breaks through to that Brighton team, I think it'll be very, very difficult then to remove him. Uh, Southampton, sorry, he's playing Southampton. He said it was between the two. Um, yeah, I think it'll be very difficult to then remove him. Um, he's, he's just an all-round very, very good player who... Um, his crossing ability, he scores goals, um, and I think with the the thing is with that right back position, uh, the right wing back position is that when you are playing five at the back, you and we're playing with that that medium slow, but in transition we have to be quick and we have got to have that that good quality on the ball to because as I said, you know we're not going to get many chances. We need to go and break, um, and so that's why I think it's important. So that's where I personally see if he was to play in that team, Canos then does play. But then I, I worry about his defensive uh, positioning. Um, we just need that, yeah. When because you see with Rico Henry again, he's another one that you know we need that consistency when we when we when we're going forward down them sides because uh, you're ex you're you're more or less playing as a right winger. But then you know, thirty seconds later, you're you're back. You're going straight. You're 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 turning around and you're having to defend as quick as possible. So if anything, I think the wing back positions are going to be absolutely crucial for us this year because if we don't get things right. And considering our centre backs are not the quickest, and they are very forward-thinking, I'd, I'd consider Ethan Pinnock, I, uh, even Janssen, who's going to probably play in the middle. They're very forward-thinking players, and they can be pulled out when they want to go when we're on the offensive. And you've got them little gaps in between the right side of centre back and the right wing back. Uh, and don't forget who you are playing on Friday. You've got a Bamiyang down that left-hand side. You know we get stretched too much. You know they will they will hurt us. You know they'll kill us. So. It's it's just so important that we get that balance right. But again, we go back to Brentford's ethos. You know, they won't do something that they don't believe has got value in it. Um, they won't go in and spend you know such and such amount of money if they don't believe it's worth it. So, and if it stalls progression, you know, uh, I, I think I think I think you're right. I think they'll go. I think we'll see uh, more Canos going forward when we think we can have a bit more of the ball. Go, uh, but I think we'll see more Rosleff defensively. Um, so yeah, I think it'd be interesting. I think it'd be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, I think that five back fives kind of answers a problem for us, doesn't it? Like Janssen's right footed, you want him stepping out to that right hand side. Aya moves forward and patrols that first bit. I just think how yeah how attack minded are they? But um, I think they've got it under control. I think um, Aya will just have to be a bit more disciplined and maybe take a little bit away from his natural game just so we just so we don't. Um, just so we just so we ease our way into the league, basically, I think. But um, yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Um, keep an eye out for that area. Uh, as we're moving on, then final additions to the squad ahead of this big kickoff. Um, so we we think um, there's another player that seems almost like signed and sealed and done now. Um, it's Wisser coming in from Lorient. Um, I think over the last season, since since Watkins has gone. 
and Ben Rama as well. Our forward line has got, and as Tony came in, it has got a little bit more static. And I think we, when we changed formation and got Ben Bemo central last year, that I think that got us over the line. I think everyone's probably um, understanding of that. We were we were a bit predictable. We were a bit static. The three the three wide for, like the two wide forwards were very wide, and it just wasn't working. But we needed to get more pace and like movement around the centre of the pitch, and we probably haven't had that since Watkins left. And I, I think. Wisser, when you watch him, watch a lot of what he does, it's very much answering that that central dribbling in the forward areas, like ghosting and off the wing, um, can play as a striker as well, can play the second striker, pick the picks the ball up the pocket up in the pockets, can dribble forward. He's um he looks like an interesting player and probably answers that like missing link in our forward line if you look at what we're what we're kind of missing. Um are you excited about him? Does he look like um, another good addition? Yeah, I think he ticks all the boxes, personally. I think, again, he, he does have that sort of Mbwemo-Watkins um, sort of traits of can play wide, but he looks like he can also play centre-forward, and I like that. He's He looks, um, you know, he's, he's not the smallest. He's got a bit of physicality with him, but I like how we uh, watching quite a lot of him. He's very good at his combinations, which I think, again, because we like to play a lot of central. We like to play central and give... Uh, allow space for our wing backs I like how he likes to come and play in where it is busy one two touch gets and he can go in behind and he looks really really um, clinical when he gets in front of goal um, yeah he ticks so many boxes from what I've what I've seen um, and I think we'll see yeah again probably playing off Tony a little bit more he'll, pro- he'll probably as opposed to playing next to him or you'll probably just try and play off him a little bit so it's, it's, I think it looks a really, really shrewd signing. And as I said, he takes the box. Again, another one that, if you look at the size of our team as well, we look like we're quite a big side this year with our three centre-halves, you know, Janel, Norgard, Tony. We look dominant. And I think they've, again, looking at which ways can we try and get an edge on teams. He's not He's not the smallest. We look dominant, really, really physically dominant. So it's really good. Mm. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah, just also on Wisser as well. I think um, the more I've watched of him, I think it, when you, if you watch his first touch, um, it's 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 very forward-minded. Like it doesn't take him long to get going and just move forward. And um, he's going to give the ball away a lot, I think, as well. But he's going to test with it, so he's going to just make sure people are sharp and it's going to be out of his feet quickly. But then also in these tight spaces, he's very much got that on Yeka like wiry stuff where the ball can stick to him and then just a couple of quick touches and turns and he's out of trouble and he's gone and will win fouls up the pitch and he's going to be a vital player I think to us um we can't really rely on Mbemo for that and Tony's going to Tony's going to take um a lot of the a lot of the sort of kicking and the and the pressing and just laying it yeah. off to other players to move forward so we need lots of pace around him and I think Wissa looks like um another what I was saying about Valencia earlier a bit of a an acceptance that Valencia isn't. We probably thought we were getting what we're getting with Wissa with Valencia, basically, and it's, it's a, he's, he's not quite got that that ability to get away or that or that quickness over the first three or four yards or that tightness of control and the, the power just to just to make it probably at the top flight. I mean, it might develop him, but I think Wissa's the one that um, looks like he could he could do that a lot sooner and um, affect um, affect our season quicker. Um, but yeah, looking forward to seeing him. But yeah, on on the height wise as well. Just um, re- just follow up on that bit again. You were saying just the defenders and from set pieces. Yeah, so I just think we look. I, I think we look really physically dominant. I, I mean, I when we when we scored the other day with Pinnock, we we I would, I'm looking down and we look really tall. We look strong. Um, 
So I think, again, that's another area that I think that we've targeted. I, hence why I, again, just fits the whole package, you know, in regards, you know, ball playing and really physically strong. Um, but then you look around our team with Tony and even Wissa, I think we just, yeah, I think we look really, really physically strong. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see us um, see us play because we know that it's, we're not going to have it all our own way in possession. But when we get set pieces, we know we're going to have to take one or two chances. So, um, yeah, no, really, really, really happy with the signing. Yeah. We'll see if it obviously comes comes off. Yeah, you saw how excited they were after um, Pinnock's header. Like it was just a clean header. Um, they were all like cheering each other, and um, it looked like it was something they've worked on now. But yeah, you had Ayer into Janssen and Pinnock, and um, you've got Tony in there as well. Um, one, two, three, four, five guys are pushing like six, two, six, seven in Ayer's case, six, three. Pinnock we're a huge team now aren't we and you can see how good the recruitment's been like players that can play but just physically hard to get past and threats in the air it's it's awesome it's awesome to see and probably the best probably the most not talked about thing how well they've spent their money on players that are huge as well as being comfortable on the ball and it's got us where we are and uh, yeah it's, it's definitely going to be in these tight games if we've got a couple of goals and set pieces um the big players taking someone away and um, Pinnock running to the back again with that block or that first contact. And he nearly had a couple against Valencia, actually. There was another one which went just wide, which he got free from a ball from Canos or that wide. So, yeah, we're looking good in that department. Um, and, yeah, I'd, I'd take 100 headed goals um, from crosses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that'd be brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Arsenal, we've uh, we've chatted a bit about the team and pre-season. Arsenal's the big one, Friday night under the lights. Um, it's it's almost here. Uh, <laughs> what's your team, Jonathan? That's what we'll do. We'll go through our teams. Who um, who makes it into your team? Um, I guess the shape as well, and then um, just a little bit on why. Yeah, so I've I think again I wouldn't be surprised if we get some surprises, but I do think it'll be a predominantly three at the back, three or five at the back. Um, I've yeah, so Raya in goal. Um, our three centre halves with Io on the right hand side, Janssen in the middle. Pinnock on the left. I've actually gone for Rosliff as a right wing back um, and with Henry on the left hand side. Uh, in the midfield, Norgar, Yano and Onyeka. I think them three will complement each other really, really well going forward this year. Um, and then Mbwema and Tony up front. Um, yeah, the, I think the one that probably stands out with it is probably Rosliff. Um, I just think just I think it's for purely the fact that I think we're playing up against Bamiyang on that left hand side. Yes, uh, and probably Kieran Tierney. I don't know if he's fit or not, but down that left hand side they are really, really strong. So um I think some I think we just need perhaps that little bit more of solidarity on that right hand side. Um perhaps and let perhaps Henry go a little bit on the left hand side. Hence why that decision over Canos. Um so yeah, and that's that's particularly my reasoning for it. Canos can probably feel a little bit hard hard done by as well because um, he's had such a good pre-season. But I do personally just from I prefer Canos out wide as opposed in that in between the holes. You know I think he, he when he gets the ball from deep and he gets space to drive forward and he's got he's got that acres, he looks so much. I think he when he has a little bit more time. I think that's when we see the real true quality of Sergio Canos as opposed when he's receiving on the half turn. Um, I, I don't prefer him there personally. I think we need, hence why you've got your Wisser and Mbwemo there and even probably your Pert Harris. I think some you've got perhaps that little bit of edge of just that little bit of quality in your touch, not snatching at chances. Hence why I've gone for um, perhaps Canos will probably miss, would, would miss out in my team personally. But, you know, again, 
what do I know? I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he starts. <laughs> so, you know, what, what do I know? Yeah, no, I think you're on to something. Um, <clears throat> when I saw your team and was having a look at it, it was it's the first thing I noticed, but it makes sense. I think... Um, Canos is a he's an interesting player. I think we've we've seen him for years now. I think we know what Canos is about. It's it's work rate, it's driving with the ball, it's it's hunger, it's putting people on the back foot, it's it's everything that keeps a team going and um <clears throat> but yeah, on that right hand side, um defensively that's that's a big area for Arsenal. Sorry, Arsenal's left in our right area. Um it could be a weak spot. I mean I've said that I don't know how good you need to be there, but you, you whether you need a specialist there or whether you can fill it in with those two, with Aya and um, Canos. But yeah, that that was the only differences between our two teams, actually. It was just you went Rose-Lev and I went Canos on that right wing-back area. Everyone else is like for like. And we didn't look at these, but we just um, both picked them. And I think like wisdom of the crowd stuff, if you asked enough people what they thought their starting lineup is, you might get close to it. So I, th- I think we've got we've got pretty close there with what you said, but just that Rose-Lev and Canos difference. So we'll see on Friday. But um yeah, I think fitness permitting, that's that's the only really like debatable area, isn't it? I think the rest answers itself. It's hard to... You can't see... Norgard has only played a little bit in pre-season, so you could understand if he didn't think he was perfectly ready after his... Because they got to the semi, didn't they, and the Euros, a little bit of a break. Uh, Jensen's not... I'm not sure where Jensen is yet, if he's still a little bit further away from returning... <clears throat> the Norgard because of maybe some of the circumstantial stuff in the Euros but Yanelton you can't see a team without Yanelton at the moment um, and on Yeka as well the big signing he hasn't come really to, to sit on the bench he looks like he's played Premier League football all his life so the rest of them are pretty much self-explanatory like Tony and Mbomo aren't yeah they, they start don't they in, in anyone's team and Henry's like hopefully going to be one of the top left backs in the league soon so um, say so, sorry go on mate no 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 I was just going to say I think even a case for Canos as well. Don't I think the way Arsenal like to play, they like to play out from the back. They're very short, patient style. They, you know, where where Canos Canos is very good at pressing from the front. So you know, again, I'm, I'm, there's me thinking about it. Go, well, you know, trying to double bluff myself. But you know, you could even see Canos playing perhaps even behind Tony now because you know he is good pressing from the front, and that's what you probably need against Arsenal because they are going to play from the back. And they are prone to errors once they play that punch pass into. Uh, they'll probably play a Xhaka in midfield, you know. So you know, with getting getting our players in around, having that energy to kind of try, and, we we can get a bit of joy off that. So hence why that's probably where Canos could be staking a claim for. Whereas you know, Mbwemo perhaps for me has that little bit of edge of quality, just that little bit more quality in and around the, the final final area. So it'll be it'll be fascinating to see, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't wait to see what he comes up with. Yeah, I think I think Tierney is around. He's the one that's powerful on that side, isn't he? Once he gets a bit of head of steam, we don't want him with too much space to run into. And they've got Ben White as well, probably laying the ball out to him in space. So it's going to be a bit of a dangerous side down that left um, left wing. So, we, yeah, we do need to be alert there. Um, but, yeah, they haven't given away too much in pre-season. I think... Um, those who watch Arsenal a little bit more than myself will probably... I, th- I think Aubameyang is the one, isn't he? He's, he's quite dangerous for them. Um, but yeah, well, it's going to be a test, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I like how our teams have come out quite similar, actually. It does prove that we're on a, we're on a similar level. Um, are you looking forward to it? Yeah, I can't wait, mate. Honestly, I really, really can't wait. Um, it's, it's It's got all the makings, you know. It's on under the floodlights, you know, on Sky, I think. It's... The, the crowd is going to be electric, you know, there's no two ways about it, it's going to be, I think we're going to have the, the 12th man with us, I 
and the fact that it's Arsenal, it's almost like, oh, it's a big game, but it's, they're also beatable. But I think we also need to kind of remember that they are, you know, individually still very, very, very good team. And, um, you know, if we get too carried away with the occasion, we, you know, get too hot-headed, they will punish us. And there's no doubt about that. You know, if we give the likes of uh, Aubameyang, Lacazette, you know, even Saka, if he starts, you know, give them too much space, then they will punish us. And this is the difference between the Championship and the Premier League. You know, one chance and they will, uh, one mistake and they will punish it. So um, I, I'm, I'm fascinated to see. I, I'm, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm not going to, you know, I think we've got to go into every game just to absolutely enjoy the occasion. But at the same time, you know, I think you have to be, you know, realistic in what we can achieve. Um, the ultimate goal for me personally is, you know, um, it would be 17th, you know, <laughs> we'd love that, I'd love 17th, um, but, you know, I think if we can get that first goal on Friday, I've got a good feeling, if we, if it goes the other way, then I don't, that's going to be a, a massive tell of how we come back a goal down against these Premier League sides, you know, um, that's going to be when it's perhaps becomes a little bit difficult, but all the same, I'm, I'm buzzing for it, I can't wait. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a good start as well, isn't it, really? I mean, Arsenal have got, they're stacked full of individual talent, but Arteta's under pressure. They had a woeful season last year. Um, Pre-season for them has been up and down. Um, Yeah, they've got a lot to prove as well, and they're no means, yeah, by no means like the finished article, like a a purring machine like Chelsea or City. That's not really their level now. They've, They've probably got the talent to actually be better than they are doing, but... Um, yeah, I, I think we'll be wary of them. We won't, um, we won't take them for granted. I think that's why we'll see that three-five-two, three-four-one-two start, just so mm. we're solid enough to get us through and not get overawed. Um, but yeah, what an occasion it's going to be! Peter Gillam roaring everyone out on the mm. in their Premier League fixture. It's going to be great, and there's a lot of people that have waited a long time for this. Not less <laughs> the owner, and uh, yeah, he's ploughed in <laughs> like millions and millions, and we've <laughs> we've finally got here in this. Um, yeah, it's payback time, and let's just hope. Uh, yeah, let's just hope we make a good account for ourselves, um, mate. That's been great. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I think we've um, we've kind of rounded up and got ourselves ready to go, haven't we? Yeah, I'm, 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 I think we're ready to go. I think we're good to go, and I'm um, yeah, I'm excited, mate. I, I, I can't wait. Um, more importantly, I think the players are probably in a really good place now as well. I think everyone's just started to come back at the right time. Saturday would have given them confidence. You know, four week. Uh, well. A little bit under the, than a week for preparation, but yeah, well, can't wait. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah, thanks so much for joining me, mate. Um, can you remind us where to find you online or um, where people can find uh, and follow you on Twitter and stuff? Yeah, so if you fancy having a check me out, uh, LinkedIn, just Jonathan Hope, you'll be able to find me on there. And if on Twitter, it's Hopey95. Uh, Hopey so yeah, please come in. And um, as I said, you know, you'll probably see me in the, on the. Uh, on the terraces, well, ter- not terraces anymore, but in the West Stands, you know, you know, I'm always up for a chat and a beer. So yeah, come and come and have a, come and say hello. Yeah, great stuff. Um, yeah, that leaves me to say thank you for listening. Um, yeah, remember the watch is bees tactical. Um, yeah, go and check out the Substack, uh, review the podcast. Um, yeah, share it, like it, support on the Patreon, um, and uh, yeah, best of luck to Thomas, the coaches, the team. Um, yeah, let's go and do Arsenal. You bees.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.